Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Oh my goodness me! What a fantastic goal! What a goal! That is absolutely superb! Huge cheers go up around Emirates Stadium. Hello and welcome to the first Arsenal Weekly podcast of the new 2017-18 season. I'm your host, Russell Hargreaves. Coming up on today's show, Peter Cech will drop by to discuss his summer and Arsenal's pre-season preparations. We debut a new feature, the A to Z of Arsenal, while the brilliant Adrian Clark is back for another season at the chalkboard. Let's kick off, though, by looking back at another Wembley clash in the Community Shield against Chelsea with our Arsenal Insider. Let's hear from another Arsenal insider on the Arsenal Weekly Podcast. Well, I'm delighted to say that the Press Association's Mark Bryans is our Arsenal insider this week. Looking back on a third Community Shield victory in four seasons, Mark. Uh, happy days, hopefully, and a, and a good baseline to really set for the season ahead, we hope. Yes, I think so. I mean, a lot of people will look at it and, you know, I think there's that fine line between is it still a friendly, is it a piece of silverware? I think I think that line falls somewhere in between. I think it's still part of preparations, an important part of that. But the morale boost of, of winning something against the reigning champions heading into the new campaign, you know, it's, it's almost perfect, isn't it? And you look at that little bit of a psychological edge that hopefully Arsenal might have scored over Chelsea. It's been a, a fascinating sort of little tete-a-tete between the two, hasn't it, when you think about this game pre-season a few weeks ago and everything that happened last as well. Yes, it's a bit of one-upmanship at the moment, isn't it, I think? But, yeah, you look at the FA Cup final, you look at the Community Shield, I think the game, the pre-season friendly, you know, could easily be put to one side. Arsenal would be delighted that the team that played yesterday, you know, there was no Mustafi, there was no Koscielny, there was no Ramsey, no Ozil, no Sanchez. And, OK, Chelsea are missing a few key players as well, but it just proves this this side is, is capable of, of, of great things this season, I think. Well, let's just remind ourselves of a couple of moments of key action. Sead Kalisniak getting a well-taken equaliser. In comes the free kick. It's good towards Kalisniak with a header! 1-1! Arsenal do take advantage here at Wembley. We are level here in North London. Terrific, towering header from the Bosnian beating Courtois. And Chelsea punished not just by the red card but also by some poor marking and a really well-placed header from the Bosnian. So high drama and excitement uh, at Wembley in the end, Mark, and uh, a nice one for the fans as well to get a little taster to warm them up for what lies ahead. Yes, there's not many better ways of doing it than, than equalising late on and then winning 
quite comprehensively in the penalty shootout. I thought, I mean, I don't know what, what people have made of this new format. I know we spoke to some Chelsea players after the game. They weren't too keen, but I suppose if you're on the losing side, <laughs> you're not going to be a fan of it, are you? So, um, yeah, I think it was a nice a nice day, a nice trophy. Does it count for much if Arsenal start the season badly? Probably not. Can it help them start the season positively? I, I think it can. Well, that definite premise was felt by manager Arsene Wenger. Here's the boss speaking post-match at Wembley to us. I'm very, very happy, of course, because I won uh, seven times, but especially because we had a good performance, I feel. Uh, uh, good team performance, a compact discipline, uh, great desire, great collective, uh, great fluency collectively, and we had always the desire to play, so I'm pleased. And uh, it's a good encouragement as well to go into the new season in a positive way. And Mark Bryan's Arsene Wenger full of real positivity for the season ahead, talking about the United camp and, and the togetherness moving into the season. That's very important, isn't it? Yes, you know, I think and anyone will see that last season there, there was maybe fractures in that camp. Maybe there were people uncertain of their futures. Certainly everyone was uncertain over, over Arsenal's future. And I think we head into this campaign, there are still one or two snags. There are still one or two things that need ironing out. But, they all seem together. Arsenal had all the players on the pitch at the end yesterday. We saw Santi and Alexis and those that weren't involved, but they were they were involved, if you like, in the collective. And I think I think that's great to see. We'll look ahead in detail to the Leicester game with Adrian Clark a bit later in the show, Mark. But um, broadly, as we build into this Premier League campaign, how ready do you feel Arsenal are, and and how well could they do in an ideal world? Well, you know, I think a lot of managers it's a rhetoric for them to say it's been an impressive pre-season, but. Arsenal have covered a lot of miles, but I think they've, they've been able to get a lot of football into their legs as well, and I think that that can only be seen as a positive. I think you listened to Arsene yesterday; he was quite conserved about winning the Community Shield, but knows that it it can be a boost, and we want to use it as that platform to build upon. You know, winning winning promotes winning, and it's much better to head into it with that victory, I think, than than if they'd lost yesterday. Commentated on pre-season training live here at the Emirates with Perry Groves for Arsenal.com last midweek. And we were both really struck as we looked at all the players out there playing in front of the crowd, just what competition for places there is now in, in pretty much every department and, and real serious competition. Yes, I saw um, Danny Welbeck yesterday referred to it as a healthy debate for Arsenal as to who will start in those attacking positions. And, you know, it's great. Arsenal believes that squad is slightly flabby if you like if that's the right word I think he he will cut it a little bit but it's rather better to head into a new season with a bloated squad than, than one that's, that's short of numbers it's surely surely that's the way to go I think it's a tricky one isn't it because you also want to possibly be a little leaner to have that real genuine concerted and targeted competition perhaps as well like I can see the balance needing to be got just about right and hopefully Wenger will and, and also that change to three at the back and a, a different formation from the get-go for a season probably has a bearing here as well doesn't it in terms of who stays and maybe who is shipped on of course yeah I'm sure that change last season brought about a change in fortunes for Arsenal ultimately led to them winning the FA Cup and I think this season they've, they've been able to drill that into them over pre-season I'm sure even the recruitment drive, although we've only seen two come in, has been based around largely playing in that system. And like you say, there'll be there's not room for certain players within that system. And they'll be the ones that I'd imagine Arsenal will look to, to move on to begin with. 
And the boss ever has, has spoken very thoughtfully in a very forthright manner over the last couple of weeks about the money coming into the Premier League, the money being spent by some rivals. Um, as ever, this benchmark is going to be higher isn't it, in terms of the wider competition and other clubs coming into that mix as well, increasingly, the likes of an Everton, maybe. Yes, you know, I think two, three years ago, if, if a club spent £50 million on a player, we were talking about it, we were debating whether they were worth it. Now it's almost half of the course. It's almost, the figures are almost not up for debate. There's no point talking about them from our perspective, of course, but the clubs, they still want value for money and it, it is a lot harder to come by. And we know that Arson does like his value. We do. We know that he. He's not just going to go and spend an absolute fortune on a player he doesn't particularly want. And and you have to still admire that stance, I think. And just to finish off, Mark, your prediction for Arsenal's finishing position in the Premier League in a sentence is what and why? Oh, that's a tricky one. I think <laughs> I would say... I'll, I'll be a little bit positive, I think, and I'll say that they will they'll finish fourth, in my opinion. I think they can get back into the Champions League. OK, fantastic. Mark Bryan's from Press Association. Appreciate you being the uh, first Arsenal insider of the new season. You set the bar very high. Thank you. Thank you very much. Speak to you soon. You're listening to the Arsenal Weekly Podcast. Well, no doubt another player to star during Arsenal's Community Shield victory at Wembley is goalkeeper Peter Cech, who's also starred as the team's number one goalkeeper in the league for the last couple of seasons as well. Peter's been speaking to Arsenal.com about his summer and also on the club's pre-season preparations. Peter, we're to Sydney this summer. How much are you looking forward to returning to Australia? You've been there before, of course. Well, we had, uh, I know, I, I played two games there and, uh, and obviously you could see that... Uh, uh, football is growing up in, in Australia and it's been since uh, 13 years so you know the, the number of supporters who came to the game was uh, was unbelievable and uh, I know and Arsenal is a great supporters club there and, and the fan base I think is one of those reasons why you go to places like this because not everybody can come over and to, to, to watch games so you can if you can reach out on on people your fans all around the world obviously these are the reasons why you you do that yes it's a pre-season uh, tour as well so for us the main part is to train well to get ready and, and it's always nice when you have games to play and, and you have you know full stadiums with a lot of uh, you know support and, and it makes it all more enjoyable. What are your memories, what are your key memories of Sydney? It's a beautiful place isn't it Sydney? Well you know when you go with football you never go to visit places so you turn up you play your games you stay in a hotel and then you then you travel uh, somewhere else but uh, you know, because it was a, I was there in a post-season tour, obviously, so it's a slightly different. We had a time to uh, to visit a few places. So obviously, we went to the Opera House, we went to um, we went to the zoo uh, with all the koalas and kangaroos, and and then obviously we we went to do a little bit of sightseeing in a, in a, in a city. So yeah, it's it's true that uh, you know this time was slightly different. We enjoyed the spell, uh, the time there, and. And uh, obviously we won the game as well, so which was the most important. I just wanted to ask you about Australian football in general. You know, we, we haven't seen a huge amount coming to the Premier League, but what, what we have, two of them, Emilie Edinac and then Mark Schwarzer, who I guess you, you'll, you'll know pretty well from your time. Yeah, so we played against him, uh, against him, Dave Cahill, as well, when he was at uh, what, uh, Everton. And it's an interesting one because obviously you are miles away. You know, Australia is very far. You're going. Uh, Mark Schwartz was going 20 years to play with the national team. So can you imagine you go 
all the way you turn up just the day before the game you play the Premier League so it's, it's not easy but I think uh, you know it just shows how how uh, you know committed they were to the national team and always going going back and forth and and obviously once they have the success obviously it opens the door for everybody and I thought you know when Mark uh, you know having played so many games with Middlesbrough and and then Fulham, obviously, he left a huge mark in in the Premier League, and uh, like Yedinak, uh, Cahill. So, and you, when you have players like this coming in and doing really well, obviously, it opens gate and opens the door for uh, for the other players as well. So, if you could, if they qualify for big tournaments and then the players are doing well, obviously, they can they can end up in a, in the Premier League or Bundesliga or or, or the European uh, top league. And it's Adams, put through by Ball. To Z. Or Charlie George, who can hit him. Oh, and Arsenal. Perfect for Stan Pires. Pires towards Henry. And Arsenal found a goal. So, for the first A to Z of Arsenal, there's only one place we can start with the letter A. And A has to be for Arsene Wenger, the most successful manager in the club's history, winning a record seven FA Cups, seven Community Shields now as well, and three league titles as well, including the historical Invincibles campaign. It was massively difficult because when I said to them, now you have won the championship, now I want you to become immortal. They looked at me like I... I uh, I was absolutely mad. What is he talking about, this guy? Immortal for what? Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Make a note of the date. May the 15th, 2004. History has been made. One of the greatest achievements since English football began. Arsenal have gone through an entire I tried to explain to them that they don't realize what they are doing at the moment, but one day they will uh, realize. And uh, 
So they said, we are not convinced by what you're talking about, but we will do it. A is also for Arteta, the former club captain who played 114 games for the Gunners and scored goals like this. Well won, Arteta. Won't fancy a dip here. Yes! Arsenal have their breakthrough! Mikel Arteta! Well, Mikel retired from the game in May 2016 and signed off in style. In it goes. Arteta! Oh, it scores! And what a way to sign off. Mikel Arteta! Finally, A is for Aston Villa, the team that Mikel Arteta played his final game for the club against. Arsenal have played the Villains 193 times in total. They've won 82 of those encounters, including this one in the 2015 FA Cup final. Ball's going to fall here for Alexis. Monreal comes up in support. Alexis drops inside, shoots well! Oh! What a goal! Alexis Sanchez! And Arsenal have extended their lead. The Chalkboard with Adrian Clark. Well, joining me at the Chalkboard for a new season, I'm delighted to say it's Adrian Clark. Clark, you look like you've summered well. Yeah, appearances can be deceptive for us. <laughs> it's great to see you. Great to be back on the show. Really, really looking forward to this season. And dressed a little bit like the milk tray man as well. I, I have gone a little bit milk tray today. Uh, yeah, got dressed in the dark. <laughs> And managed to kind of shimmy down the side of the studio to come in and deliver me some chocolates. Yeah. So much appreciated. <laughs> uh, Adrian, we will start the new season with the following question. Mm. How will Alexandra Lacazette adapt to life in the Premier League? I'm really optimistic about it, actually. Yeah, I've, I've been impressed with him in pre-season. He is obviously a natural finisher. We've seen that with the two goals that he's scored so far. His movement, those little darts inside the area, will give the team something they didn't really have. Because Alexis is not a natural centre-forward. Giroud is a different type of striker, as is Danny Welbeck. Um, he's a real predator. So, no, I think adaption-wise would be fine because he's, he's mobile. And Arsenal, if they move, as long as they move the ball quickly and pick out the runs that he makes, I think he'd be just fine. I'm really excited to see Ozil and Alexis providing the ammunition for Lacazette this season because... He's going to score goals. So plenty of dynamics at players who build up to the opening game of the season. Leicester City here at Emmett Stadium on Friday night. Vital that Arsenal do what they don't always do, which is, is open with a win, surely. <laughs> Definitely, yeah. Arsenal have had a few disappointing starts, haven't they, in, re in recent seasons. But look, they go into the game on the back of a, of a decent performance against Chelsea in the Community Shield. I don't think it's been a tremendous pre-season. I think it's been a mixed bag, if I'm perfectly honest. Certainly defensively, there were one or two issues to iron out. But the, the, the fact is, Arsene Wenger hasn't had a full complement of defenders available. So it's difficult to tell where we are ahead of the season. And actually, looking at the team as a whole, he hasn't been able to pick his first 11 at any stage, or he's chosen not to, because he's wanted to give game time to various members of his squad. So actually, ahead of this first game, it's so hard to predict because that chosen 11 hasn't been used yet. So Leicester as a team, Clarkie, they've got a bit of stability, haven't they, with Craig Shakespeare now mm. as permanent boss. I think question marks as to whether that arrangement will work well long-term as opposed to it being the interim situation. Definitely. We don't know how good a manager he is. I think it was quite easy to follow Ranieri in a way. Players mate and all because, that. Yeah, the players had clearly decided to down tools for him and they were happy to go back to the, the old ways, the ways of, of Shakespeare, where he'd had a bigger influence in their title-winning campaign. 
I've got to say, I was impressed by his decision-making. He showed a little bit of tactical flexibility, changed the formation a few times, certainly got the best out of Jamie Vardy. He got the team motivated. So, no, and he's made some good acquisitions, I have to say, in the summer. Ibora from Sevilla looks, looks a, a leader in the middle of the park. And Harry Maguire, even though he's being paid an, a ludicrous amount of money for, for centre-back, I think... £80,000 a week to be the Leicester centre-back. Sounds a lot, but I think he'll make a real difference because Huth and Morgan were on their last legs last season. They they were desperate for a better centre-half. And beneath it, they really struggled as soon as one of those two couldn't play, I felt, as well. Absolutely, yeah. But Ben Aluane was was not up to it and uh, and they signed somebody else who's since since left. Um, And they've also signed Kelechi Iheanacho, who... Is a real finisher, and uh, and in Maguire and Iheanacho, they could turn out to be two of the more astute signings of the summer. So, who would you, if you're going to pick out one Leicester danger man, go for? Given who's still there from yeah. previous as well. Oh, I, I think you have to pick out Riyad Mahrez. I know it sounds predictable, but he has actually been influential during pre-season. There's a lot of talk that Arsenal are interested, and Roma clearly are interested. They've had a couple of bids rejected for him. So I, I, I say he's extra dangerous because, A, he wants to impress Arsene Wenger up close and personal. It's human nature. He will be up for this game. And also, it's in his best interest to attract other clubs with a big performance against a big team. So, yeah, we need to keep our eye on him. A very new, exciting addition for this season's chalkboard, Adrian mm-hmm. Clark. Every week, we'll ask you to do a five-second team oh, talk goodness me. as Arsene Wenger. Not, not in his actual accent, yeah. unless you wish to. <laughs> Bonus points for that. But five second team talk for the Arsenal players. With Little this bit game of pressure mind. there. <laughs> no, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> um, OK, five second team talk. Target the flanks. Move the ball at pace. Test those centre-backs with good movement. Keep your eye on Kelechi. That was superb. That was just off the cuff as Is well. Five I'm very impressed. It was close enough to it for me. Adrian Clark, budding manager, one day with all of his other media commitments, loving it. Uh, now, delighted to say that uh, Liam Roberts, the Arsenal Weekly podcast producer, joins us on the line with a new competition, a new head-to-head for the season to come, and also, of course, uh, taking care of for me some rather unfortunate business from the tail end of last season. Liam, hello. So, are we, are we talking about the uh, the forfeit, bro? We are having lost last year's tournament, of course, to Clarkey. <laughs> yeah, so uh, for anyone who was listening last year, Russell Hargreaves um, went down in a blaze of glory on our prediction competition, um, and as a result, has to hand over his Twitter um, coverage to Adrian for a day. Um, Adrian, when, when are you going to take on the responsibility? Well, uh, between now and the next episode of the Arsenal Weekly podcast, I shall be given the keys to Russell's uh, Twitter account, which I'm very oh. excited about. I've got one or two ideas, so we're, we're going to have a bit of fun. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> I hopefully we'll still be on speaking terms this time next week. So 24 hours... For one whole day mm. between now and next week. Stay That's the deal. For that. It could happen any minute. God, I am worried. I am a little bit concerned. I kind of trust Clarky, but there's another little glint in his eye, a bit like his managerial five second team talk that scares me. There's a slight ruthlessness bubbling under the exterior. So I am a bit worried. Anyway, Liam, let's try and focus looking ahead. It's all new for this year. Yes, so last year it was a prediction competition. No skill involved at all. It was, um, uh, it was dumb luck. Let's not kind of sugarcoat it. It was dumb luck for both of you. Um, <laughs> so this year we're, we're back, but um, we're going to need a bit of skill. 
Welcome to Brain of Arsenal. Brain of Arsenal. Brain of Arsenal. Each week, the two of you will select a specialist Arsenal subject. Four questions, head to head. And uh, the winner gets three points, the loser gets none. The winner also keeps their specialist subject the following week. And uh, the loser has to start with a new one. Okay. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, enough. I mean the brain. I, 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 maybe we got the wrong two people for the brain. A competition <laughs> called the brain, but only time will tell, Liam. <laughs> yeah, this could change about two or three weeks in when we're. Uh, when, so as I said, four questions. If we're on nil-nil draws for the first four weeks, we're going to be in a bit of trouble. Well, we thought so maybe choose... as a thought, Liam, we could introduce a multiple choice element a few weeks in if everybody's struggling. <laughs> yeah, I think we might have to. Yeah, so choose your subjects wisely. Um, at the end of the season as well, there's three extra bonus points for the person who answers the most questions correct, which I'll keep a tally of. There's also three extra bonus points for the person who changes their subject the fewest amount of time. Okay. Clarky, go on then, hit me. I'll let you as the defending champion. As a defending Well, yeah, um, well, I might as well go with what should be my strongest subject, uh, which would be my breakthrough year, I guess, uh, which was 1995-96. That was the Bruce Reox season. So, let, yeah, that, let's go with that and, and see whether I can uh, keep it going. OK. So, you want, the, you want Arsenal 95-96 season, is that right? That's correct, yeah. Locked in, OK, and Russ? Just to get into Clarkey's head, or try to already, I'm going to pick one of my favourite Arsenal players, the man who effectively replaced Adrian Clark in the Arsenal team. I'm going to go with Mark Overmars's time at Arsenal. I thought you were going to say Adrian Clark. I am saving that for another week when I've lost a few and I'm in dire trouble. I am going to throw that Hail Mary up there. When you really want to get into his head, yeah. Oh, dear. That's that's quite cruel. But, uh, no, I I could have no argument. I just want to put it on record. I could have no argument about Arsene Wenger's judgment to ship me out (laughs) and to bring Mark over Mars in. Stevenage's game, Kiddie's game, trial. South End United. Yeah, they never looked back. That was going to be question one. That was actually going to be question one for us. Um, so, yeah, we'll be back next week with um, four questions each and um, we'll see how this car crash unfolds. Fantastic, Liam. Great to have you back. And, Clark, great to be back alongside you on the Arsenal Weekly Podcast. Yeah, thanks, mate. We're almost at full time on this week's show, but just before we go, it's time for the final word. The final is a special occasion. Uh, you have to fight to get to the final, you know. The final word. As we've just discussed with Adrian, the Gunners open their Premier League campaign this coming Friday night. So let's go back a few years to the opening day of the 2014 season when Aaron Ramsey was the hero against Crystal Palace. Arteta back to Chamberlain in space. Arsenal pressing here in injury time. Koscielny. Ramsey. Uh, Giroud. Save. But there is Aaron Ramsey. He's always there at just the right time. And he could not have timed it better. Three points after all. Well, that's full time on this week's show. Our thanks to Peter Check, to Mark Bryans, and to Adrian Clark for their contributions today. We'd like to know how we're doing with the podcast, so please leave us a rating and review on iTunes. You can subscribe there as well. Also, you can find us on Acast these days. Remember, too, to get your questions into Clarky for the chalkboard on Twitter using the hashtag ArsenalWeekly. We're back on Monday, the 14th of August, with all the reaction to the opening weekend of the season. The Arsenal Weekly Podcast. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. 
You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.